the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. And uh, this is No Buts About It. I'm here with Chuss. As always, I am in a dorm room in Ohio. He is in his basement. He is wearing a Chiefs hoodie today. I am. I I don't know if this was intentional because the Cincinnati Bengals (laughs) are playing the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. Was that your purpose in wearing it? No, um, I, we'll say it is, but um, not not at all. No, I I literally just wore this today because I just my one friend gave it to me as like a little like hand me down because it didn't fit him anymore, and uh, mm. I said I right, bet um, I'll wear it with my Kansas City Chiefs headband that I got in 2019 when I really wanted the 49ers to lose in the Super Bowl or 2020 technically, but um, but yeah, so now I have this Chiefs hoodie that I'm wearing. And uh, just happened to be today and not, uh, not okay. coordinated. Okay. Yeah. But, okay. But well, go chiefs, go chiefs for Sunday. <laughs> so one of my favorite quotes from the, the last year when the Bengals played the chiefs in the regular season and won the AFC North was when Austin mock was talking about how the chiefs were going to go to the super bowl. It was obvious. It was clear. And he said, a false loss to the Bengals is the only blemish. If the Chiefs don't shoot themselves in the foot, it's hard not seeing them hoisting the Lombardi trophy. Well, you know what? You know what? They did shoot themselves in the foot. Because Joe Burrow is <laughs> undefeated against Patrick Mahomes. Twice. They've played twice. Once to win the North. Once to win the AFC. And we're going to continue that on Thursday. We're running – or Sunday. It's Friday. Yeah. We're – yeah, we're continuing running the gauntlet. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Titans like they did in the playoffs. Easy, same way. We're going to do it again. Oh, and uh, the Chiefs' new big wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster. You're, we're supposed to be worried about him. Von Bell took care of him when he was on the Steelers. Okay. Why, okay. Why, why would we be worried about him right now? This is a W. I am honestly actually kind of worried about this game, but I I think we can win it. It's winnable. I mean, it's it's going to be a good game. I mean, it, you guys are what seven and four, right? Six and four. Yeah, seven okay. and four. Yeah, and Chiefs are I think I believe if I'm not wrong nine and two. So I mean, it's going to be a, it's not going to be like a bad matchup, and it's not like you guys are five hundred like the Patriots are. Um, you guys are actually probably going to win the North. I would assume. Maybe. I mean, I mean, I guess against the Ravens would be the only We're other. We're tied with the Ravens, yeah. Yes. But um, we need Jamar Chase back, I think, for this. He is – he's a maybe. He's a maybe right now. We need him. 
I wish I wish that don't say his name. Don't say his name. I don't want to get it out there too much. I haven't told everyone, but you know, you know, oh, we're up yes, to something. yes, 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 we're up to something. And I wish that the person who I'm talking about was <laughs> on this week. So then we could ask him about this for this Sunday, but he's not. And hopefully he will be on soon, though. But I, we've been working on something. I got some good news for it before the show started and was yelling out in the courtyard. Like, I was super excited. And a bunch of people were like, we don't know who that is. And I was like, you will soon because they listen to the show. So um, I'm excited for that. I am excited for that. Don't say who it is. I don't want to no. freak people out. But. Yeah, I mean I, it's I very wish... it's very exciting for the show, more or less. Yes. It's very good. Yes, it is. It is big. And I once I get a hundred percent confirmation, it's at like ninety eight percent right now. But once I get a hundred percent confirmation, I will be advertising <laughs> it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But um, let's let's go into the. Me and you were texting last night about this after the game, and we're talking about how much drama there is with the quarterbacks and the players right now. Um, so I guess let's just get this first one out of the way so we can just do the slate of quarterbacks. We'll do the, the random player first who always loves to make his appearance heard on the show. Ex Steeler Antonio Brown, who Uh. is currently wanted. I think he's still, they still have a warrant out for his arrest. Um, Uh, as of, yeah, as of, I think today, I think there's, they're still looking for him. The news article has not updated saying that they have found him, but allegedly he tried to evict a woman from a house. And then when she refused to leave, he threw a shoe at her. Um, yeah, I, I have no idea, man. That man's mess is messed up. It's so weird. Like if you look at old, um, video interviews of Antonio Brown in the Steelers locker room when he had just been drafted like a year or two in. Like, dude was so normal. Like, yeah, even on the Thanksgiving thing, he was like, yeah, man, it, it means a lot. Like, when you're able to have a guy like Ben Roethlisberger throw to you. And, like, he was such a humble, down-to-earth guy. Mm-hmm. What happened, bro? Did, did that did that, did that did that hit really, like, kill him that bad? That, I, like... I don't – I don't think it was that one hit. It wasn't – the hit, for those of you who don't know that we're talking about, is the Vontez – the hit I'm talking about, at least. Maybe there's a different hit you're talking about but the hit i'm talking no about. no yeah the one in the Bengals, uh the wild, wild card, card game, game against the yeah. Bengals, vontez perfect who i do not claim like he was on the Bengals, but i don't really claim him he i don't know most Bengals fans claim him because there's like you know like tough football and like playing a bit rough and then there's like the way vontez perfect played where he was like out to get people and this was an instance where he was out to get someone and he nailed Antonio Brown and uh, head trauma. But I, that's, that's the type of thing I think, at least from what I understand, maybe I'm completely wrong because I'm not like a neuro doctor or anything, but that's the type of thing that just kind of builds up over time. And that might've been the hit that finally ended it or increased it. But I think that was probably the way he played was kind of rough over time. Antonio Brown, he was taking all those head hits. And that's one of the reasons the NFL got so tough on head-to-head trauma. Yeah, I mean, like, it's one of those things where, um, 
Like, I mean, it, it, it's not all just one hit, but everybody is says that, like, Vontez Perfect is, like, the man that gave Antonio Brown CTE when it's not one hit, it's probably multiple hits. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just kind of crazy to see how much of a turn he's made since, like, 2014 and 2015 when he was such a humble guy and, like, happy to just be on the Steelers, too. And, like, getting – and getting – um and getting fined like $10,000 for twerking in the end zone to literally getting arrested, you know, <laughs> for stuff like this. Yeah, it definitely sounds like they they don't even really want to, uh, like they want to ask him some questions about that situation. But a lot of it just sounds like they want to make sure he doesn't hurt himself or anyone else because they do want his guns. They know that he has two guns, including a handgun, apparently. Yeah, in that house that's yeah, very weird so hopefully that situation ends well for everyone involved definitely not a good situation but it is happening right now antonio brown is always in the uh news so we do have to cover that but hopefully it ends better than what it is right now um that being said let's move on do you think russell wilson ex-quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, who it appears has kind of lost, had lost the locker room in Seattle because a bunch of his ex-teammates have come out talking about how much they didn't like uh, him in the locker room, how he wasn't a great leader. He kind of thought that, I think it was Richard Sherman who said he kind of treated everything like a movie and he was the main character and that everyone else was just a backup role. Uh, do you think he's also lost the locker room in Denver now? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you're seeing videos of just frustration. I mean, I saw a video, um, I think this past weekend, where like, um, like even like defensive like linemen and stuff are just getting frustrated with him. There's like, did you see that video of somebody from the Broncos? I don't know if it was like a D lineman or who it was yelling at Russ on the sideline after. Yeah. I forget what player that was. I'm I'm not entirely sure. I'm not a big Broncos follower. Um, I mean, I I'm sorry, but more or less, like I I saw um, like Russell Wilson. um, He just, he he just doesn't seem very um, like able to, keep the locker room like in shape and i think i don't know if it necessarily like maybe in seattle it had to do with him being like the main star in the movie character and stuff but like in this one i just don't think he's that good like i don't think it has anything to do with him being a main character i just don't think he's playing good because as of like two weeks ago it was like um he had more he had less touchdowns than he did bathrooms in his house like i think that says a lot about the type of quarterback you are yeah um definitely the other Okay, so here's the thing about Russell Wilson that I think bothers a lot of people. He says a lot of cliches, especially if you follow him on Twitter. And this is not like a knock on him as a person. I don't want it to come off as that. But he does tweet a lot of cliches. And so I'd assume he also says those cliches in the locker room as well. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe he is a jerk. I obviously have never met him. He could be a totally horrible person. That yeah. is not what we have heard as fans. But from what I understand, if someone is saying all these cliches to you all the time, that, gets, that can get irritating. And more so irritating 
when those cliches aren't panning out. Like if you have someone in your life who is just always like live, laugh, love, but they are not embodying live, laugh, love. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It gets really irritating. And so I'd imagine if like you're in the locker room and you've got Russell Wilson telling you like you need to do all these things, but then he's not doing those things himself, or at least it doesn't seem like he is because you're playing horribly. You're becoming a joke in the NFL. Like, Let's be honest. The only reason the Denver Broncos are in the news at this point is because they're Russell a meme. Wilson. Yeah, Russell they're, Wilson, yeah. the whole thing. I mean, even even leading, <clears throat> excuse me, even leading up to like Denver and the trade and stuff, like everybody was just like Broncos country, let's ride. Like it was just like literally the whole meme was that, or at least at, like back home, like it was just over the summer right before um, I went back to college like it was just like my friends were always like broncos country let's ride and we're all from Pitt, like we're all steelers fans like why, why the heck are we saying that but it's just because of the meme right and like he he seems like unaware of what's going on which because he'll like continue to be like broncos country let's ride like he thinks they're doing well or something maybe he's but it doesn't seem like everyone else in the locker room thinks they're doing well because he's got people yelling at him yeah and did you ever hear about like i'm going off on this because i just thought of this but i read somewhere where apparently like in seattle whenever he would end a conversation with his teammates he would end every message with go seahawks like i don't know like it would just be like he would just be like yeah you know it was a good it would be like yeah it was good talking to you i'll see you on tuesday go seahawks or something like that it's like I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but like somebody, I heard that somewhere. And I mean, is it reputable? I don't know, but it's just, I feel like Russell Wilson is just a meme on his own. And like, I, I just don't think he's as good as he once was. He he just needs to figure well, himself I ain't out. ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. But, uh, you know, he's only one. He's only been one. Yeah, exactly. Cheers. Um, shout out Toby Keith for that banger. Yes. But he has won at least once this season. So maybe he's out then on ah, winning. What is the Denver Broncos record? That's a great Not question. good. The entire AFC West is way worse three than what eight. we expected, except the Chiefs. Wow. So he's won three times. He's been yeah. as good as he once was three times. Yeah. And Wait, was I one can... of those was one of those against the 49ers, like the game uh... where Jimmy Garoppolo stepped out of bounds and Dan Olofsky got super excited? Yeah, it looks like they won. Um, looks like they, they beat the Texans. And then they beat the 49ers 11-10. And then yeah. they haven't won a game since October 30th when they beat the Jags. So Who just beat, The Jags just beat the Ravens too. So Yeah, and, I mean, and this won. game looked very close. It looks like it was 21-17 final on, on Halloween weekend. So, uh, I mean, it's it's um very, yeah. I mean, I mean, I have no doubts that I, I think that Russell Wilson is – Losing the locker room, um, there's a very big difference between confidence in your quarterback and no confidence in your quarterback. I mean, then again, I don't watch Broncos media, but like, and I will always can compare um, Steelers media because you know Steelers fan. But like, when you have a locker room that's very invested in a quarterback, like for example, like the the locker room has said on many occasions that Kenny Pickett, like they trust in Kenny, and like you know he's a very big part of the locker room leading 
And um, it just says a lot from like a rookie quarterback can have more like, like, you know, leadership than right now and like have more control of the locker room per se, who's not even like, and who doesn't even have a C on his Jersey yet over Russell Wilson, who's been a seasoned veteran that's in his thirties. That's won a Super Bowl. It's very, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Well, not only that, but a lot of something, a lot of people look over is the O linemen and they're, they're big dudes and they're, they're where you win games. It's the O line. And what I've heard a lot of offensive linemen say is if they don't like a quarterback, they're not going to put their body on the line for him. They'll, they'll do their job. They'll do enough to like get their paycheck. They're not going to like completely like, you know, whatever, but yeah, they're not going to like put in the work to where they're maybe going to get hurt. They're going to put themselves first at that point. And that's not what you want in an O-lineman. You don't want an O-lineman to play to get hurt, but you also want them to protect the quarterback. And that's why it's so important that a quarterback have a good relationship with his O-lineman. That's why you have the quarterback has him over for dinner. He pays for the check, whatever. You know, you've seen – I know Joe Burrow, for a fact, had them over when the O-line was struggling, and they improved exponentially. They're still not, like, phenomenal, but the well, – yeah chemistry has gotten so much better i mean your o-line was enough to get you guys to a super bowl last year so it's not like you guys aren't a good team and you guys only lost by what three points four points in the super Bowl. yeah we lost by it's like 23 20 or something we lost because of the o-line but because jamar was wide open but still they kept us in that game against aaron donald so you know i'll i'll give it to him uh let's let's move on i hope I don't really actually I don't really care, but again, not a knock on Russ, but I just don't think that this is going to pan out as well as it was as what Broncos fans thought it was. And uh, it's a weird situation in Denver right now because they gave him such a big contract and he's playing so poorly and he's also supposed to be this Hall of Fame guy, like guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer. Now he's playing like this, but let's move on. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. It was fairly big news, but I've talked to a lot of people who didn't see it. Uh, Jerry Jones. So I don't know if it was with the Little Rock Nine, but I don't, are you familiar with the Little Rock Nine? I am. Yeah. I don't know if okay. I heard this story or not yet. So okay. So um, I don't know if it was actually with the Little Rock Nine, but during the desegregation uh, protests in arkansas in 1957 i did hear this yes i did yes. Hear this. yes so I, I did know about this they basically for those who don't know though they were protesting they were letting um, african-americans into schools with white people and there were white people there protesting because it was 1957 in arkansas and uh they there's this photo that they found of Jerry Jones there at like 14 years old maybe I don't know probably a little probably yeah I mean and 50s yeah Jerry Jones responded and he was like I was just curious I wasn't there protesting or anything like that which is such a weird response to, to this I feel like to just be like I was just curious you know I was just I was, just, you know, I was walking down the street and a bunch of people were protesting. I was like, oh, what are they doing? You know, but uh, 
Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott, who I believe is, I think he's mixed or he's, he is African American. Definitely, yeah, he is some sort of ethnicity. I'm not yeah. sure. He's definitely a minority. Has said uh, that the the photo should be seen as a reminder that people can be more empathetic as well as the times that we've come from where we are now. So it, to me, at least, and obviously, Hey, uh, I know he's going to defend the owner of his team because he's the quarterback and that's the guy who's cutting his checks. But I thought it was kind of interesting that Dak came out and was like, guys, like, sure. Maybe he was doing something bad in 1957, but this is 2022 now. Uh, that isn't how he's treated us as minorities on the team. Um, obviously, Jerry Jones has been one of the more controversial owners in the NFL. But I think that it's cool that Dak came out and defended him. Uh, I didn't know if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I like like how Dak was saying, like, I, I feel like it's so long ago. Like, it's, it's very – it's kind of weird to, like, try to – pick that out of it's just it's kind of crazy to me that somebody was able to look at this picture from 1957 and be like that was 16 year old jerry jones like it's just mind-blowing that somebody was able to point him out in a crowd but like i I, but since it was so long ago i mean when you're younger you're a teenager and stuff i mean you are more and likely to be a part of protests and stuff like that or being just jumping into something because it, it is it's an interesting time i mean We'll never experience it because that was, you know, the 50s and 60s when segregation was huge. And nobody's going to live in a time where we had to go to college or high school during a pandemic. It's just Mm -hmm. it's like it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, you hope not. But like, I mean, because you never know. But like, it's one of those things where it's like very different times happen. And I think this guy is what Jerry Jones is like definitely in his 80s now, 70s, 80s. So, I, I mean, I don't think it should really tarnish the reputation too much and if and if that like if Dak's okay with it i mean i'm sure not every person is okay with this but i would say give him a little bit of slack at least he's not being racist now um yeah so for sure i mean you don't know i mean it was horrible back then like not defending it back then but if oh absolutely i don't want yeah it was was a different time and i don't think it's fair to judge the past by today's standards not saying it was okay ever, but it's not fair. Also, do you know the conspiracy with this photo? No, that just I kind of appeared. Okay, what is this conspiracy? It is that Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, just kind of was like, "Hey, I know where Jerry Jones was in 1957," because he made that threat <laughs> to ruin every owner's life. Yeah, and he was friends with Jerry Jones. So they're like, there's a couple people who have been like, uh, maybe, uh, Dan Snyder does have, he was in DC. Maybe he's got some friends in, uh, high places who brought in, uh, some photos from Jerry Jones from 1957. Still crazy to me that they were able to find a picture of him in a crowded, in a giant crowded room from 1957 like as a 18 year 17 16 15 however old he was like i still just mind-boggling to me unless he oh knew. yeah it's, 
Oh yeah, it's not a it's not a thing where you're like, oh yeah, this is definitely Jerry Jones. Like he didn't. It's not like he didn't age like uh, Paul Rudd or something. No, it's yeah. Doesn't look like Jerry Jones at all. But that's why people are kind of like Dan Snyder might have been busy. Um, Moving on, uh, another guy who got called out, another quarterback, was Kyler Murray. He got called out by Patrick Peterson on a podcast, and Patrick Peterson is no longer on the Cardinals, so that's probably why he felt okay saying this. But he said, Kyler Murray only cares about Kyler Murray. And Kyler responded. Why Kyler responded? I don't know, because Kyler basically said, hey, if you have a problem with me, say it to my face, but... Uh, don't do it over Twitter. How did Kyler respond? Over Twitter. Um, Kyler might have a fair point here, but there's also been a lot of things surrounding Kyler with uh, him yelling at Cliff Kingsbury, who Cliff Kingsbury might be getting fired soon. We don't know. How no? Who knows? James wants him fired because <laughs> uh, <laughs> James hates Texas Tech. But the the whole thing with the video games and maybe that being why Kyler Murray has problems during parts of the season and him having to watch certain amounts of film during the week outside of practice. And then Kyler Murray having that conference about why he didn't want that in his contract and then getting it removed. And now he's getting mad at the coach and all this stuff is up in the air. And Patrick Peterson is now saying, that Kyler Murray's an ego maniac, basically. What do you yeah. think? Who's right? Who's wrong? Uh, it's 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 just a weird it, for me. It's a really weird situation in Arizona right now. I I, I don't know how you like feel like a hundred percent, but I mean, I just feel like there's been a lot of controversy around Kyler Murray since he's entered the league. I mean, you talk about like the whole video game thing and like you know not paying attention to like tape and stuff and. Like there's just a lot of because wasn't there something in his contract at one point that was like um like he had to make sure he like studied like a couple hours a week or something because he didn't study or something like kind of a ridiculous circumstance that's going on with Kyler Murray. I mean he's a young quarterback. He's not that old. He's definitely in his like mid twenties. But if he's having this many issues, I mean he's don't get me wrong. He's a pretty good quarterback. Like by like no stretch, he is definitely better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league. Like including Russell Wilson. Like I think he's better than Russell Wilson right now. But um, I I such don't a high I, bar. Yeah, I mean it's such a high bar. <laughs> but I mean especially yeah, like I said, bathrooms, bathrooms, Russell, bathrooms. You need to you need to throw more touchdowns. But um, but. Kyler, uh, I don't know if there's necessarily a right or wrong, but if there's so many issues with your quarterback that Patrick Peterson, you know, like a former player has to go on a podcast and talk about how bad you're playing or not bad you're playing or how bad of a person you can be. Um, and you have all this controversy around you among other things. I, I think that maybe there's a lot to be said about the person in question rather than the organization more or less. Maybe it's not the Cardinals or the coach. Maybe it's, a quarterback problem well and someone did do like the stats lineup of like based on when the call of duty games came out and i believe kyler has said in the past that he likes call of duty games yeah. they did the stats and kyler does get worse like significantly worse when the call of duty online drops it's possibly just a coincidence but that's the way it is really didn't want the video or the not the video game, but the having to watch film outside of practice thing in his contract. He hated that. 
Kyler did, I believe, also accuse Patrick Peterson of using this story to kind of promote his own podcast because, or promote himself, which I don't think Patrick Peterson would need to do that, though. He was such a big name in the NFL for so long, and I think he still plays in the NFL at a pretty high level, to my knowledge, but I don't, I don't see why he would need to throw Kyler under the bus for this. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> For him, I was I was kind of thinking about this one person or this one story. Uh, this might be a little off topic, but it kind of reminds me like with him not wanting to watch film. Um, I, this might have been for the Steelers. It might not have been. I, I can't remember. But I, I told this I was told this story by somebody that was telling me about some guy that got drafted. And um, he uh, you might know this guy. I can't think of his name, but more or less. Basically, the story was is that this guy got drafted and he wouldn't watch film. And every single week he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I watched the film. I watched the film. And then, like, the coaches would give him, like, a disc every week and be like, yeah, I watched the film. And, like, he clearly didn't. And so one week they go, they give him a blank disc and they go, hey, watch the tape. And he's like, all right. And then they're like, did you watch it? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I watched it. Like, the, and then he made a bunch of stuff up and they cut him. And, I, and like, I don't know why they remind me of that, but, like, Kyler Murray's going down that path for some dumb reason that, like, it's almost like he's faking it. It's like, come on, man. Like, just study like you're in the nfl you're making millions of dollars i'm a college student i'm gonna make like and when i'm out of college like i'm probably gonna make like nowhere even close to what you're like nowhere even close to what you're making like if you have to study six hours a week and i have to study like multiple hours and do homework and stuff and your homework is just studying plays like i would die to do that that'd be sick but listen man as for cod like him being like a, a big cod fiend i i it didn't it were, we uh, like earlier like a couple weeks ago you said that like as of you know he had been hurt for like two or three weeks since the new call of duty had dropped he hadn't been mm -hmm. playing. yeah it's exactly. so weird it's so weird uh by the way the guy who they did that that was jamarcus russell the raiders gave him blank yes film yes tapes the, okay yeah and jamarcus russell yeah jamarcus was supposed to be a generational talent who fizzled out and that is all, probably part of the reason um, we're going to go over 30 minutes anyway, so we might as well just send it. Let's move on to last night's game. Big thing coming out of last night's game. Bills won. Let's just Buffalo Bills. Got our Bill Bros. Bills Mafia. Let's go. Thank you for helping us out, Buffalo. Anyway, um, we have Mac Jones versus Matt Patricia, who, uh, there's a video of Mac and you can't, you can't hear it. You can't hear what he says. You can read his lips pretty clearly, and he is saying, "Stop! Basically, stop running the ball because it's not working, and let me pass it." Yeah, With some not yeah. so nice words. That's a paraphrase of what he was saying. It looks like you can look up the video and figure out what he's saying pretty easily. But um, Matt Patricia. He's been defensive coordinator for the Patriots for a while. Then he went to head coach in Den or Detroit with the Lions, did horrible, came back to New England, and is now for some reason the offensive play caller. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know but what's going on over there with Matt Patricia, but I, I do know I did I kind of saw that video in like scrolling, but kind of makes you makes you wonder like really like yeah. In my opinion, like I know Mac Jones isn't the best thrower. He's definitely not the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He's not Bailey Zappi. 
but yeah, yeah, he's not Bailey Zappi. He's not um, Bailey Zappi. No one's like Bailey Zappi. I need to get a poster of Bailey Zappi. I, I feel like you would. It's like me with Gardner Minshew. I'm a big Minshew mania, dude. And it's Where's it's like Minshew auto. I have a Minshew auto somewhere. You got to show me that because like that's yes. sick. Like I have I'm a Minshew, Minshew auto guy. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and I wanted. I went to the Browns Eagles preseason game and I he ran right past me. I was really upset, but. It's, it's okay. No, no hard foul. No harm. No foul. Anyway, we're we'll not talking him. about. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll get him on the show. Then you can talk about him. Yeah, we can talk about it. But um, uh, I um, when I was talking uh, like when I watched that video, it really makes you think. Like, if there's a quarterback issue, like why don't you um, like just let them make the play calls? Like, I mean, if he thinks like just kind of trust in the quarterback a little bit, just a little bit. Like it, when when there's a when there's a coordinator that calls all the plays, you can tell. Uh, and once again, Steelers Steelers uh, analogy right here. Um, uh, Matt Canada, my favorite offensive coordinator in the you, NFL. You can you can tell because we run at least two jet sweeps a game, and um, it, so you and it's like very predictable offense, and it, it shouldn't be predictable, but it is, and um, but. But I mean, then, but you are hearing reports even out of Pittsburgh, because um, I'm pretty much, like I said, Pittsburgh guy, um, right out of out of the Steelers thing that uh, Kenny called some of the plays towards the end of the game. Um, he even like he was like, yeah. Um, apparently, the rumor was is that he actually had um, uh, the the rushing like he didn't run in for the touchdown. It was it was I think it was either Najee or um, Anthony McFarland or. Um, one of the three quarterbacks, but he, but he called to run it in. And I, I really think that, you know, if you're not trusting your quarterback, like as an offensive coordinator, like literally the offense is literally based around the quarterback. I think there might be some issues personally. I just, I think that like Matt Patricia is, you know, he, he was a great defensive coordinator. He was an okay coach in Detroit. I wouldn't say he was great. I mean, he was, he was horrible. He was okay. He was okay. He, I'll just say he was not good. I don't think I don't think he would say he was good. No one has said he's good. Okay, well I didn't say he was good. I said he was okay. I, mean, <laughs> I was just trying to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here. He's a I think he's a good defensive coordinator. I'll probably phenomenal defensive coordinator. I'll give him that. Yeah. I don't think he's a good offensive coordinator. And I okay. don't know why he's the offensive coordinator. Same thing with Josh McDaniel. I think Josh McDaniel is a phenomenal offensive coordinator. He worked well with Brady. They obviously had a dynasty. But he has never been good as a head coach. He was not good in Denver. He so far is not good with the Raiders. I don't think some people, you know, that's the Peter principle. Sometimes you just get above your pay grade. Everyone does it. It happens. It's not a knock on the person at all. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, the the show is already over time, so I want to get to the next the Sunday slate of games. Make our picks. And, we'll and then one. We'll I, I know we say over 30 minutes. We might as well just call it at 40 now because I feel under, like every show uh, under 40 minutes, I think we should just shoot for now because I feel like we just always end up going over 30. But Well, because you're so smart. It's because you have so much to say. You're so smart. Oh, but thank you. Thank you. Let's. I've got the entire thing written out in chicken scratch above me, so I'm going to just read them off one by one. Packers versus Bears. We don't know if Aaron Rodgers is playing yet, uh, at least when the show started <laughs> So uh, who do you got? Um, I believe for that game, I put. Um, I'm gonna go off of my pickums because I um I, w- I want to stay pretty uh like characteristic of them because I think for uh, the Bills game, like I put Bills, um and then uh okay. 
I, I Green Bay. I put Green Bay. Not that I don't Green think Bay. Justin Fields could do it, but I, I don't think Chicago. Well, he might be a, I don't know if he's going to be in either because yeah. Oh yeah, he's, he's still so, yeah. he's still hurt. Trevor Simeon, baby, let's go. <laughs> Nate Peterman train. Trevor Simeon played last, so okay. Um, let's go. I'm going to go Packers because Jordan Love did look good at the end of. The last game, I, I'm taking Packers. I'm uh, going to take yeah. him. I'll take Packers. Uh, uh, don't trust the Bears defense. They traded away all their good players. Uh, Steelers versus Falcons. I'm assume I know who you're going to pick here. Well, I mean, even from a like from a non like from an unbiased standpoint, um, the Steelers are verse are um, versing a very not good defense against the pass. I looked at Kenny Pickett's projection points. Uh, Kenny Pickett is now projected 16 points, which is higher than like a couple of quarterbacks that are like decent quarterbacks. And I was like, huh? Like, so I think that the Steelers will win. I mean, it's not going to be anywhere like a blowout, but I hope the Steelers win. But I could see the Falcons winning because they're at home. So I'm going to take the Steelers as well, as much as I hate it. I believe Kyle Pitts is still out. He is. Um, I, He's on IR sure. still, yeah. TJ Watt's going to make Marcus Mariota's life horrible. I'm not sure Cordell Patterson can carry the entire team. And I don't see the Atlanta Falcons home advantage being that big of a deal. This uh, next one's going to be a big storyline. Jets versus the Vikings. I'm pretty sure if the Jets win this game, Mike White will win the starting job for the rest of the season. What do you think? Um, I definitely agree. I honestly, I think even if they keep it close, I think that he might keep his job as starting quarterback. I, uh, the Vikings are not like in my picks this week, I put the Vikings down just because they are a very good team. Like granted, they did get blown out by Dallas and stuff, but I do have a lot of hope for the Vikings this season. I think they can do really well in the playoffs. Um, I also think they can beat the jets this week. Um, I, I think it'll be a very close matchup, but as even if, uh, white, like even if white loses this game, if it's close and he does well productively, I think he'll keep the job. I think he will, regardless of as long as it's not like 100 yards and an interception or something. If he does like 200 yards, two touchdowns, maybe even a pick or a fumble or something, I think they might still consider keeping him over like a Zach Wilson or starting like Joe Flacco or something. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Vikings as well. I had to make sure that Justin Jefferson would be playing. There were some allegations that came out against him. But they are just like allegations, and they were pretty serious, so I didn't want to really talk about them until we had more information. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, if I brought them up now, so if you want to look them up, you can. But they're not. There's nothing really substantial right now that I've seen. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I think Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Hawk, they're all gonna do well. Uh, Kirk is gonna do well. That Jets offense is powerful, but I'm not sure if. Mike White is going to do well against the he played the Bears defense. That's not a big deal. Vikings defense would be much more impressive to beat, but we will see. Next game is Jags versus the Lions. Lions are coming off of an almost win against the Buffalo Bills that nobody saw coming. And the Jags are coming off of a huge win against the Ravens that nobody saw coming. Uh, I I put um I'm putting the Jags just because um I think the Lions are good, but I mean, I think both. I think both teams are really good. I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun. I just, I have a lot more of investment in J- the Jags right now because um, I really like where, what Trevor Lawrence is doing right now. I think he's very, he's he's developing well, and um, I think Jared Goff is still Jared Goff. So I'm going to go Lions. 
I'm taking MCDC and the Lions, Dan Campbell. Uh, I think Amon Ross St. Brown's going to have a big game. Jamison Williams has been huge, and DeAndre Swift has been huge. I think Lions take it. I don't think the Lions have the worst defense in the NFL, objectively, <clears throat> but I don't think the Jags' offense is really going to uh, do what they did to the Ravens' defense for some reason. I don't know. Something's. I got that feeling again, like I did with the Commanders against the Eagles. Uh, anyway, Titans versus Eagles actually is the next game. Titans are coming off a loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Eagles are coming off of a win against the Green Bay Packers that they almost lost, though. Yeah, I mean, right now I just put the favorite as the Eagles, but I could definitely see the Titans winning this because this is the, I think, second team that the Eagles are playing that are uh, have a winning record this season, maybe the first like in the in the entirety of the season like I, I think the commanders might have had a winning season when they beat them or at, like at the time a winning record but um I don't know I don't think the Eagles I think I I, I like the Eagle I like Gardner Minshew I think the Eagles are cool but are they legit uh I don't know so I don't know if they're legit to be the, I think that um the Titans are gonna come off pissed I think uh, Derek Henry is going to be angry that he was held to 2.2 yards per carry and yeah. that the uh, Eagles are going to receive the hurt end of that. So I'm going to take the Titans here. I would also agree with the Titans. So maybe I'll, I'll switch my pick on that. <laughs> just because just I was thinking about it, like I said, I, I think this might be the first time the Eagles have played anyone that's actually like Vrabel's going to hype them up. Oh, and I'm Gardner Johnson might not be in either. I don't know if He's hurt, but he's a big deal for the Eagles' defense. Yeah, that, that uh, would be tough. My favorite game – or no, no, we're not there yet. Browns versus Texans. <laughs> the- I don't really have to explain my reasoning. I, Browns by a mile. Um, plus, I think Deshaun Watson's playing too. I think that'll be kind of fun for a, <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't – yeah, no. It looks like Pickham says 95% Browns, 5% Houston. So, and I don't I'm going to think- take Houston. I'm going to ride okay. with Houston. All right, Texans, I, uh, Texans Nation. Yeah, I'm they, not putting any money on it, but I'm gonna ride okay. on with Houston on principle. Okay, okay, whatever. Uh, next up is the Commanders versus the Giants. Um, as my dogs go crazy because there's a package being delivered right this second. Um, I th- I think I put the com- I think I'm putting the Commanders just because they're on a hot streak. So I'm going to take commanders too. Uh, I, I just don't <laughs> think the giants are for real. I think the commanders are more real than the giants. I don't think any of the NFC East teams are as good as they look, except for maybe the Cowboys, but uh, that doesn't matter. Broncos versus Ravens. We talked about the Broncos. We talked about how the Broncos suck right now. I'm going to have to take Ravens, even though I want the Broncos to win. Yeah. I, I put the Ravens too. I yeah, Ravens and uh, yeah, definitely, definitely the Ravens. I don't, I don't even have anything else to say. Broncos nation, <laughs> It's, it's in Baltimore. It's, let's ride Baltimore. Broncos Nation, we, we tried. Yeah, um, pretty much, pretty much. Dolphins versus 49ers. We talked about it earlier in the week. This is my favorite game. We got Kyle Shanahan against his apprentice, Mike McDaniels. Uh, we've got Tua. We've got Jimmy G. We've got Tyreek. We've got Debo. We've got Waddle. We've got Ayuk. we got Christian McCaffrey. It's going to be wild. This game is going to be so much fun. Yeah, I, I, Dolphins. <laughs> That's what I'm going Dolphins? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go 49ers. I'm riding with 49ers. I'm taking I, them. They're my NFC team right now. Um, I'm going to continue that streak. 
Chiefs versus Bengals. We talked about this a little bit at the top of the uh, hour. Yes, I can say that now because it has been almost an hour. Um, Chiefs versus Bengals. I'm going to ride with my boys. I'm taking the Bengals. Joe Burrow is going to go on to be 3-0 against Mr. Mahomes. I'm going to rep what hoodie I'm wearing right now and I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um I no, just I don't think that I don't think that the I'm not mm-hmm. saying that the Bengals are bad. I'm just saying that the no. Chiefs are better. No. Joey B who the fans at home can't see this but I'm holding up yeah, a you're, Joe you're Burrow rookie, autograph. Yeah. But uh Joe Burrow is riding. He is going to win. Are you are you, are you going? On. I was going to say are you going to the game. It looks like it's home. No, I'm not. I have been to that game before, and it's super fun, though. Chiefs and Bengals, yeah. It's That's slider Sunday. I just bought Kenny Chesney tickets, so I can't. But yeah. uh, Seahawks versus Rams. Uh, I think I put Seahawks just because the Rams are not playing good for some reason. So, um, I mean, I understand why, but just for me, it just doesn't make sense. They're Super Bowl reigning champions, and they look like they're poop. But, hey, man, whatever. Seahawks. Seahawks by 10. I'm taking Seahawks as well. Uh, Sean McVay is probably going to retire because he's super sad and he already has a Hall of Fame career, even yeah. though he's like 36. Moving on, Chargers versus Raiders. Chargers. Chargers, let's go. Um, Justin Herbert is nowhere near as good as Joe Burrow. I am required to say that, even okay. though I might not necessarily believe it. I think they are pretty close, and I do love the rivalry. But um, Raiders are pretty beat up. Darren Waller's out. Hunter Renfro's out. It's pretty much just uh, – Devonte Adams with Derek Carr and Josh and Jacobs. I, oh, and Josh. Oh, Josh Jacobs is going to go. He's going to. You know what? He Don't had that three hundred. Yeah. He had that three hundred yard game. He might. Maybe he'll just take over for Derek Carr. He's going to play quarterback. He's yeah, going to be like, I want six hundred now. I'm going to. Yeah, he'll go into a wildcat <laughs> formation every play. He's going to have a hundred yard, hundred point fantasy game. Uh, no, nah, I'm going Chargers. Uh, Drew Tranquil got to rep my boy from Fort Wayne. Uh, Seems like super cool guy. Go vote for him in the Pro Bowl, by the way. He's probably the most underrated linebacker in the NFL. Are you talking about the Colts game? Uh, no, game? I'm ta- I'm talking about uh, Drew Tranquil, who plays for the Chargers. He's oh, a linebacker you, for the Drew Chargers. Tranquil. Uh, I thought you you said next up, and I got really no, no. Drew like is from Fort Wayne. He went to the right. same high school as me. Go vote for him in the Pro Bowl because he's super underrated. Okay, yes. Now we can talk about the Colts game and the Cowboys that are on Sunday Night Football for some reason. Threw me really off, Josh. I'm not going to lie. No, Colts, Cowboys. Colts, Cowboys. Cowboys, We're on that now. Cowboys. Cowboys, Cowboys, yeah. (laughs) I just – true. I feel like an idiot now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, Cowboys. Cowboys by like 20 or something. Cowboys by 20. Okay, I'm not going to take a spread. 17. 17. Hey, I I said – I said, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, – 17. I think Michael Parsons is going to make Matt Ryan want to retire at some point during the game, but um, Matt Ryan needs to retire. Okay. That's, that's the end of those picks. Uh, I don't actually remember how many we differed on, but we'll find out later. I'm sure. Uh, that's the end of today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. Again, I am working on something big, but I can't tell you what it is yet. Chess knows and a few other people know, but I am not going to put it out for everyone yet until I get 100% confirmation. Um, if you enjoyed today's show, please uh, be a friend and share it with your friends and your family and the people you love or the people you hate. Um, just share the show. Also, 
please uh, go follow it on Instagram, no butts underscore show, Twitter, Josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And if you have questions or things you want us to talk about, uh, email us at bull moose podcast, the number two at gmail.com. That is B U L L M O O S E podcast, the number two at gmail.com. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy the games on Sunday and uh, do something nice for someone.